vida y muerte chat. Welcome to Vida y Muerte chat and I am your host Vida y Muerte. So It is Sunday, January the 30th, and yeah, you know, Sundays are the fun days, you know. Not going to have anything too structured, not going to have anything too solid, because hey, it's Sunday. Who wants to work hard on a Sunday? So this is just going to be kind of my fun day podcast day, you know. I'm going to do a little bit of everything. Um, at the end, I'll be doing a horoscope, and that'll be one thing that I will have every Sunday at the end. So if you want to follow your horoscope, you can do that, you know, and they are personalized ones. You will not find them anywhere online. I guarantee that. I um, learned how to do this years and years ago, just one of the many tricks up my sleeves. So, you know, I know how to kind of do personalized horoscopes for the week. So that'll be one thing that I have for you guys at the end of the segment. And so, like I said, today was just kind of my fun day. It was an unwritten, unplanned kind of a situation. And I basically, you know, just pulled a paper out of a hat to see what would be a fun subject to talk about. And I think that's what I'm probably going to do every Sunday, you know, and hopefully on my Facebook, I'll start um, getting some more polls going as to what you guys want me to talk about and what you guys think would be interesting for me to kind of give my opinion on and stuff like that. So today, the paper that I pulled out was things that only happen in New Mexico, you know, funny things that articles, newspapers, laws, only New Mexico would you hear something like this. So let's go ahead and let's get started on that one. So I was coming across the article the other day, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just sitting here trying to find how to fill my Sunday with things. You know, I'm looking through old newspapers, I'm looking through old archives, just looking through things just to try to find something fun to talk about today. And that's basically what I do for Sunday and what I'm going to do for Sunday probably is just kind of find something of interest, you know, see what's interesting, see if there's anything cool out. Um, Hopefully, eventually, I'll start getting some people in here on here with me, too, because it'd be funny to get, like, multiple opinions on these subjects and get multiple people talking and laughing about it. I think it'd be really funny. So, yeah, once we get a little further in, you know, at this point, kind of just solo at this point because I'm just barely getting there. But, no, we'll definitely get to the point where we start adding in, maybe even add my other half in. He's very funny as well. So, and just get some more people in, you know, do some fun stuff like that. We'll see how that goes. But let's start with the first story. Like I said, I was going through a bunch of articles today, just trying to trying to rack my brain as to what to make for you guys today. You know, and this is just one article. I don't even know how I stumbled across this article. I'd never read it before. It happened in 2015 and it was in Albuquerque and only in New Mexico, only in New Mexico would a burrito be blamed for a car accident. And I'm saying that right. There is an article in the journal and it straight up says burrito blamed for car accidents. So I'm like, how is a burrito blamed for a car accident? You know, you're racking your mind like, what, how, you know, so I click onto it and, and sure enough, I'm reading it and oh, it's just so funny. You know what I mean? It's, it's scary at the same point. And it was unfortunate somebody got hurt at one point too, but still just so funny. So in 2015, there's a bus driver and, you know, he must have been like all of us, you know, running late to work or something, didn't get a chance to eat. So he gets a burrito from somewhere. And this must have been a really good burrito. I mean, you got to question where he got it from because for him to be so involved in this burrito, he just, it must have been a good burrito at that point, you know. So he's there. He probably got it from one of the good little taquerias there in, in Albuquerque, you know, and he's happy eating his burrito, but he's a bus driver. So he is working, driving, you know, and 
And um, according to the the article that I read, the video shows that the driver takes his eyes off the road to look down in the direction of his burrito and take a bite. And the driver does not see that the car in front of him stopped. So when he finally realizes and he tries to hit the brakes, it's too late and the bus crashes into the car, causing a couple multiple car pileup type situation. And unfortunately, like I said, somebody did get hurt, but only in New Mexico would somebody cause a car accident because they took a bite of their burrito. Like, where else are you going to see an article like this? This is just, it's too funny to make up, you know, that somebody would actually get in a car accident because they're eating their burrito. You know what I mean? Like I said, it makes you question, where did you get this burrito from? You know, it had to have been a really good restaurant, you know, it couldn't have been like, like hurricanes or frontier, you know, cause that's just a like quick burrito and eh, you know, you just, you eat it and whatever had to have been somewhere really good. You know what I mean? And he was just like, no, my burrito. And he probably spent like $10 on this burrito. Cause when they're from places like that, you know, they're super expensive and they're really good, but you're like, Oh no. And poor guy, you know, at the end of the day is, probably in major trouble just because you know hey he was too involved eating his burrito like a typical new mexican i'm sure had green chili on it and whatnot it's probably dripping or something like that all over him and he's like oh no and yeah <laughs> lost track and wrecked into another car so that one was that was really funny like i said unfortunately one person did get hurt but that i just i could not stop laughing that it said you know in new mexico Car crash caused by burrito. <laughs> car car wreck by burrito. Yeah, no, just oh, so funny. Okay, so there's another one that I like, kind of came across, like I said, trying to find something just funny, interesting, whatever, just to kind of fill today up with. And so one other thing I found was, according to this website, it's called Only in Your State. The most popular Valentine's gift in New Mexico is a very long apology what the hell are we doing in Mexico that that is our most popular gift? It's not not a teddy bear, not not even, a, I would have expected maybe like a 12-pack and, and a box of chocolates, you know, because that's usually what most people I know do, even myself. We're like, hey, want a beer and let's, let's get some chocolates, let's buy some steaks, you know, something like that. No, no, no. We are not known for, for buying the typical thing. No, we're, we're known for a very long apology. And the other one we're known for is hickeys. So obviously hickeys are... The most popular thing in New Mexico for Valentine's Day. That's it's not a ring, it's not a stuffy, you know, it's it's hickeys and apologies. You know what I mean? So probably just a long night of fun filled with hickeys and apologies. That's that's the New Mexico way on Valentine's Day, according to according to this website, you know, that's that's what we do. We we give hickeys and apologies. <laughs> okay, so and then here was another one. So this one really made me laugh, you know, because I was like, what's going on right now? It just I'm sure on both sides, people would agree. You know what I mean? I'm neutral. I I have no involvement in that situation, you know, but I just, it made me laugh that one of the main laws in New Mexico is according to New Mexico law, idiots are not allowed to vote. And the thing is, though, they don't really give like a clear definition of who is an idiot or who's included in that definition. But to make you, it just makes you sit back and think, you know, like, Idiots cannot vote in New Mexico. <laughs> Man, I wish that law was in place and actually was like checked because because that's actually like a really good law if you think about it. You know, like idiots cannot vote. Man, that would solve so many issues if that law was 
all across the nation. But, you know, how how do you define an idiot nowadays? You know what I mean? Like, how do you define that? Like, is an idiot a person who doesn't educate themselves? Is an idiot a person like the people we see on TikTok? Like, who who is an idiot nowadays? Because it seems like half of us love watching videos of people making themselves jackasses. So are we the idiots that watch them and condone this? Or are they the idiots that are making them videos and stuff like that? So yeah, no, I thought that was just a really funny law in New Mexico that idiots are not allowed to vote. And so now another one, like I said, these laws are just, these are crazy laws in New Mexico and they do actually like exist and you can actually look them up. So if you're ever visiting Carrizozo, New Mexico, make sure that you shave. Do not go in public with hair because, hey, it's illegal. Did you know that was illegal? I didn't know that was illegal. You know, some people would probably sit there and say it should be illegal, but you know what I mean? It's it's really funny. You know, I just, I laughed at the fact that if you go there, you, it's illegal. You know, I was like, oh, that would never work here in town. So we have such a big reign of free spirit people here like that don't shave, you know, and that's to them. You know, I, I don't have any issue with it whatsoever. Me personally, you know, I, I don't do it, but yeah, you know, I have a lot of friends who don't shave and I'm like, damn, you would be arrested in that town. Maybe, you know, I don't know if they really enforce these laws, but you technically would be illegally walking around if you had, you know, hairy armpits or hair on your legs. It's just, it's ridiculous that it even exists. Now, one thing that I really thought was so funny in a law in New Mexico, you know, and this is still a law that exists here in New Mexico, is that it is illegal for a woman to pump her own gas or change her tire. So ladies, write this one down. It's illegal for you to pump your own gas and it is illegal for you to change your own tire. So next time, you know, you want to be a a whiny little brat and you don't want to put your gas in, just be like, it's illegal. I can't, you know what I mean? Because it actually is a law in New Mexico, you know, and and um, every time you see a, a woman near a guy and he's not pumping her gas for her or changing her tire, you know, he's breaking the law at that point. So that that was a really funny one. I could not believe that that was a law that like actually exists here in New Mexico and you can look it up. It's so funny. Or even spitting. You cannot spit in public on a building or on a sidewalk or any type of public property, which I mean, you see people doing that all the time. Whoever thought that walking down a sidewalk and spitting on the sidewalk was illegal. But yeah, here in New Mexico, that is considered illegal. It's it's crazy. You know, some of these crazy laws in New Mexico, I can't believe that they even still exist at this point you know like how how are they even have we not updated our laws like are we that far behind that we still have laws against tripping a horse like for like I said first of all to trip a horse impossible you know what I mean but to even come across a situation where somebody is going to trip a horse I mean how is this law even still in the books? And so another one we have too, which this one, you know, I'm sure this goes towards strip clubs and stuff like that. But the way it's worded is just really funny. You know, we have a law against indecent waitering, which means anybody showing their intimate body parts while serving food or drinks. And 
I mean, like I said, I'm sure this this really pertains towards strip clubs, but in general. So if you had a situation where somebody was serving you and all of a sudden something popped out that you didn't want to see, they're they're breaking the law in New Mexico. So, yeah, just some crazy, weird laws, you know, and then another crazy, weird thing that I came across is you can see five different states from New Mexico. So if you go to the top of Capilene Volcano and uh, stand at the top of this volcano, you can see five different states from it. New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas. So that's that's another one that's kind of crazy. And then even in New Mexico, on an average, there is about 12 people per square mile. But when it comes to per livestock, we are outnumbered greatly. They say it's like 50 to 1, you know what I mean, to where... There's more livestock in New Mexico than there are people. That's that's pretty funny to make you think that, you know, we're in an area where there's way more cows and way more horses and stuff like that than there is in uh, people. You know, it's really funny. And then never knew this, too, that New Mexico is home to the largest pistachio. Okay, so in Alamogordo, New Mexico, there is a... Uh, a pistachio farm and it's called Tom McGinn's farm and it's kind of a memorized thing with him and all that but has the world's largest pistachio this thing is 30 feet tall and it looks exactly you know it's painted green and all that stuff and they actually have like an area where you go do like tastings and things like that you know this is in Alamogordo New Mexico it's called McGinn's pistachio uh, tree ranch and winery and they even have like pistachio ra- uh pistachio flavored uh wine they have uh different candies and brittles and stuff like that so that was another weird one that i didn't know i had no clue that we were kind of like the pistachio capital of, of the world kind of thing i don't know if world but at least united states and stuff like that we have the world's biggest pistachio that's that was kind of odd and funny so that was my little bit of funny facts of new mexico you know i'll be probably coming up with some more like i said i got some more stuff i got some more reading and things for sunday i definitely got my interviews on tuesday and i have my spooky things for thursday so today like I said, just kind of a kicked back day. Just a few funny little facts, you know, and funny little opinions on those facts. I thought they were pretty funny anyways. And um, yeah, no. So burrito, car accident and stuff like that. Just funny. Only in New Mexico would you see that kind of stuff. And member girls, you know, if you're ever pumping your gas and, and you feel like you don't want to pump your gas because it's too cold, just ask the guy next to you. And if he says no, he could be breaking the law. <laughs> That one was just ridiculous. I couldn't believe that one either. Like, where does that even exist anymore? You know, I mean, so I'm personally, I don't have to put my gas on my husband's with me. But if he's not with me, of course, I'm getting out of the car and I'm pumping my own gas. Like, that was just so ridiculous. So funny. So like I said, um, now at the end, I'm going to be doing some horoscopes. And with these horoscopes, like I said, they are personalized ones these are ones that I personally made myself you will not find them on the internet you know they're going to be very personalized towards your zodiac and um yeah it's going to be so with my horoscope so there's two different sides I feel to everybody you know there's a dominant side and then there's a non-dominant side so that's kind of how my 
uh, zodiacs are. You know, I have the very dominant traded, say, Leos or Aries or whatever, and then I have the less dominant side. So this is going to start out, we're going to do them in order the way they go. So the first one is going to be Aries. Aries is born between March 21st and April 19th. So this one's for you, and this is my advice for you and what's going on right now. You know, it seems like you've been feeling a little bit anxious lately, and you're a little bit hopeless, maybe some kind of trauma, you know, that's just still there from when you were younger or maybe from a recent event and you know you're starting to feel it you know and you just really want to isolate yourself don't do that you know just don't isolate yourself try to kind of possibly start reaching out to friends maybe family you know and they could give you some good insight you know or maybe even some hugs you know something something try to not feel so down on yourself or trapped and surrounded you know remember Aries there's there's always a another day you know what I mean so if you've been feeling a little bit anxious lately and you're a little bit hopeless you know just just reach out to your friends it's probably the best for you now the less dominant Aries if you're feeling the urge that you need to kind of open up new channels of communications you know do it right now and you know contact those people or reach out to people that you don't even know and try to contact them you know break those walls down right now is the perfect time to do it so the next one we have up is Taurus Taurus this is if you were born between April 20th through May 20th this one is for you okay so there is some new initiative in your life you know there's something new and exciting and you know even if it's just as simple as picking up a book you haven't read in a long time or going back to school you know you're wanting to explore things a new world instead of just kind of you know, gazing out your window and watching the world pass you by. You know, you're very creative. So right now you have the desire to do what inspires you and you have the willpower there to do it as well. So right now use it. So get up, Taurus, and, you know, and just kind of get off and, you know, get up off your butt and just get it going, you know, because at this point right now everything is in your hands. So just get up and move, you know, and um, opposite Taurus, you know, if you feel like you are just kind of in a dream and everything's passing you by and you want more, you want to learn more, but there's just no energy to do it. And your lack of passion has just really made you bored and you feel like, you know, just nothing is your in your hand and like you're unable to use it and, and you're too busy with other engagements in your life, where it be work or family, you just feel like your dreams are passing you by, you know, maybe, maybe look to your other side, you know, kind of get up and do it, you know. Go to your other side because right now, Taurus, that seems to be the best thing to do is just kind of make initiative, get things done, and you know, it will happen. Next up we have is Gemini. Gemini is May 21st through June 20th, okay? So right now, everything is in your favor. The world is in complete balance and is coexisting perfectly in yin and yang so listen to that inner voice you know there is a melting pot and it is mixing perfect for you right now there's just seven layers that you have just undergone you know you just went through all the worst all the hardest all the this so now all you have to do is just follow through on your plan and you will get there so gemini make sure that you follow through you know because you've gone through everything don't give up quite yet because it is almost there and if you are the less dominant gemini then You've become extremely superstitious lately. You're thinking things will just kind of throw everything off balance, you know, even just the littlest things. So try to kind of find your center ground. You know, it is really important that you um, don't hold any repressed feelings, you know, let them out, cry, do what you need to do, you know, go 
go hit a punching bag, do something, you know, don't let it boil over, you know, listen to your more calmer, more reasonable side, you know, there is a new moon coming around. So it causes really high energy, you know, try not to fall into a Gemini. The next one I have up is Cancer. So Cancer, this is if you were born between June 21st and July 22nd. So Cancer, you feel like you just want to stretch your wings and fly away with only your precious treasures to take with you. Making this decision on leaving where you may feel comfortable and stepping out of your comfort zone may be the best thing, you know. So try reaching for those stars. You may have a few mountains to climb, but things are looking really good. And your flame's burning the brightest it's ever burned right now. So, you know, get up, go, do it, fly away. If you think moving to another place or another job or something like that, whatever it is, you know, right now, it might be the best thing to do is to step out of your comfort zone. Now, if you're the least dominant one, um, right now you feel like things are just kind of having some bad planning, you know, things are taking a wrong turn. Continue to play safe at this point. You know, this week there is a lot of fear and a lot of change. And the only thing is, though, you know, a change, it might be for the best. So sometimes your own intuition is the best answer. Look at what's most important to you. Listen to you this day, okay? Next one I have up is Leo. So Leo, this is if you were born between July 23rd and August 22nd. Leo, you need to stop, okay? Step back right now. You're unable to have any effect or change on anything around you. Typically you can, but right now, you know, just kind of go with the flow, you know? Things are just too stacked up right now and you don't want to become part of that trapped failure and defeat. And right now it can easily happen this week so step really lightly you know just kind of kind of step back instead of always being the front and center at this point uh less dominant leo you know you have a feeling that things can't get any worse and things are just inevitable at this point you know it's just going to end and there's a feeling that you know it's, it's just an upward battle and feeling caught up and you know just take a breath and clear your mind so you don't get hung up on that so you know don't set yourself up for possible heartbreak or unfulfilled desires kind of pay attention to what you're doing you know it seems like leo's kind of having a hard side on either side this week so leo just kind of you know Take it easy on yourself. Just kind of mellow out this week. So the next one we got is Virgo. Virgo, you would be born between August 23rd and September 22nd, okay? So right now, there's either a new or an old relationship, and it's going to get really intense right now. This is a major partnership or a major bond. You know, you're going to be intertwined with each other. You know, you're going to have each other's hearts. You're going to be the ones to keep the balance and the love and all that stuff, but it can become very easily unbalanced. So make sure you guys are equal on this situation. You know, Virgo, if you have a partnership or you have a relationship, make sure that you are being fair and you are being equal because you guys both hold the power at this point. And if one of you tries to hold more power than the other, then it's going to set everything off. Okay. Now, the next one is the less dominant Virgos. Um, You're refusing to learn from relationships, you know, and there's a lot of obsessiveness in these relationships. There's a major imbalance. So don't let things be like that, you know. Everything is so completely one-sided right now, whether it be you or them. You need to find some harmony and learn to just kind of let go. Don't be so tied up in one another, you know. Learn to kind of let the heart go instead of hide it. So if you guys 
really love each other, but can't get into each other's emotions enough, you can't connect with each other, then maybe it's better if you let each other go. You know, sometimes loving somebody is letting them go, you know. So at this point, you know, it's it's definitely one of those things. Virgos, you're definitely kind of in a tricky situation this week. So be careful with what you do this week, you know, and, and make sure it's not you who's trying to be more dominant than them or vice versa, you know. Try to find a little bit of a balance between you and whoever your partnership is with or your relationship situation. Okay, next one I have up is Libra. Libra, this is if you are born September 23rd through October 22nd, okay? So right now, you are just wanting to be more financially stable. You're looking to get more money. You're looking for ways to find and dream about it. And and you just, you want more security. So try striking up a conversation with somebody who can get you closer to the dream. You know, don't, don't be afraid. Take initiative. Go up. If it's a, a management position you want and you need to go talk to the director to get it, go talk to that person. You know, things, things are definitely going to be a little bit different for you this time around. So, Now, if you're the less dominant Libra, you know, right now, it's kind of funny that the less dominant Libra, but the less dominant Libras right now are being a little greedy, you know, and, and, um, it will defeat you and it will completely make it just a possessive situation. Um, it's not helping out with you being stingy. So make sure you kind of got, um, you know, just kind of got more reasoning and you're a little bit less caught up in yourself, you know, don't be too hasty. You know, the coins are kind of stacked up against you at this point. And if you're being a little selfish this week and you're being a little bit about yourself, you know, kind of let those reins down a little bit because it might end up hurting you in the long run. Next one I got is Scorpio. Scorpios, if you are born October 23rd through November 21st, okay? So there is a new relationship, maybe starting or at least a new phase in a relationship that you already have. There's just a special connection, let's put it this way. And, you know, go for it. Maybe over a glass of wine, possibly somewhere where you may travel soon and where there's water. You know, there's exciting possibilities coming your way. And it's either a relationship that you have and you guys are going to be doing something or it's going to be going to another level or you might be meeting that new somebody that's going to take you to a whole other level that you've never been at before. Okay. And then the less dominant Scorpio, this is the opposite Scorpio, um, There's been tension and a possibility to the end of part of your life. You know, there's just an imbalance and a broken communication and it has caused a complete separation and a feeling of change and it is needed. So make sure that you communicate, make sure that you uh, break this bad chain, you know, you make it make it whole again or just kind of, you know, break the chain and let the chain go. Because right now you feel like you are needing a change and It is causing separation in your life between everything. Next one up is Sagittarius. Sagittarius, if you are born between November 22nd and December 21st, this is you. Right now, you are in a period of delay. You need to take a sacrifice to release what is holding you back. 
You may be sleeping, but you're not in a dream right now. You may be in a nightmare. So you need to wake up and you need to move forward. You know, don't let things delay. So yeah, definitely. Seems like you need to to stop delaying or stop letting something delay, you know, take that sacrifice. The opposite Sagittarius or the less dominant, you know, right now things seem to be a little bit upside down. Things are stalling, very topsy-turvy. Um, you have a fear of like needless sacrifices. So you feel like if you do do a sacrifice, it might've been a needless one, you know, um, at this point, you know, any sacrifices that seem to be good sacrifices are probably the best because all these things that you're not sacrificing may be leaving you hanging and stuck. So, you know, take sacrifices. There might be something to it. This is for Capricorn. This is if you are born December 21st through January 20th. Emotionally fulfilled and you are feeling amazing lately, especially with the great intuition you have right now. Everything seems as though it is just falling into your hands, you know, so enjoy it. Have fun. The sky's the limit. Opposite Capricorn or less dominant Feeling like you're having a bit of a block in your creativity or you recently lost an emotional connection and you're feeling empty. So hold on tight. You know, the glass is only halfway full or if you look at it, it's only halfway empty. But, you know, try to rise above that and sort things out. Maybe try looking to your other side of your zodiac, you know, and start trying to feel a little more emotional fulfillment and, you know, try to make yourself feel good. Okay, then we got Aquarius. So this is if you are born January 21st through February 18th. Right now, the power is in your hand, but power is nothing without control. So make sure you use your energy good and follow through on your intention because intention is nothing without follow through. So be brave and focus and have compassion and your inner strength will get you there. Now, the opposite Aquarius or less dominant, um, you're moving too fast and you're thinking, you're just not really thinking things through at all. So don't let your emotions get too caught up in your insecurities. You know, your own self-doubt and weakness are only going to be affected if you allow them to affect you. So don't let yourself doubt. Don't let weakness do anything because only you can let it affect you. So just remember that Aquarius. Pisces, if you are born February 19th through March 20th, this one is for you. You have a new chapter coming in your life and you're a free spirit and you're very innocent and you know, it'll get you far. Throw that dice, you know, Take a chance. It may be the pathway to a whole new world. Innocence will get you there as well, too. So don't be too too bad this week, you know. Try to have an innocent approach to things. Now, your opposite side of you, the opposite Pisces. Slow down, Pisces. Don't be too reckless. You don't want to run out of energy too fast by taking advantage of something too quick. Have consideration and kind of think things through. Well, man, if you think about it, all of our Zodiacs are kind of going through a very crazy time right now. You know, a couple of them had some really, you know, upbeat type situations, but definitely the moon is affecting some of the Zodiacs this week. We're getting some very unusual uh, uh, readings out of these ones for sure. So, yeah, definitely, you know, look towards uh, seems like more positivity than anything else and step lightly for everybody. And, you know, just just kind of. 
go with the flow this week, everybody. It seems like that's going to be our best bet. You know, we're coming into February now. That went by so quick. I'm going to probably do some fun um, Valentine's Day things. You know, I'll be doing some really fun stuff that way. So that'll be my next one and we'll see what we do next Sunday, you know, and of course I'll be having interview Tuesday. I'm still looking for somebody to interview. I have a couple people lined up, but just, you know, time is an issue. So if by some chance I don't get somebody lined up by then, Hey, I'll just interview myself again. Everybody seemed to like to hear that. And I'll tell another story about my life and things that have happened to me, you know, maybe a, a crazy few. I have a few spooky things that have happened and I'll add those on Thursday as well. So we'll definitely go into it and we'll look into it. But that is it for tonight. You know, I'm going to go ahead and cut off. I have to get back to it as well. Monday morning tomorrow. So you guys all have a wonderful night and I will talk to you all on the next one. This is Vida y Muerte. Have a good one.
into history, you will come across Navajo legend of the Uraka Mesa. Now, the Uraka Mesa is in the Philmont Ranch where the Boy Scouts are at. And this is actually a private land. So unfortunately, unless you are actually invited there, you can't really go to it. It is watched. And like I said, it is on a piece of private property, unfortunately. So, but still, you could Google Earth it and you could check it out. It is spelled U-R-R-A-C-A and then Mesa, Uraka Mesa. So, this place is just, you know, it's it's based around a lot of Navajo legend. And to Navajo legend, it is considered to be the gate to the underworld. Or when other people reworded it, the gates to hell. But in Navajo, uh, uh, beliefs there isn't really hell or heaven. There's just kind of like an underworld, you know. It's, it's just the land of the dead. So... According to their legends, you know, the shaman felt that there was something wrong in this area, that they they just felt that there was just something was wrong, something was off. And so they sent out their strongest and their best warriors to investigate it. And so while their warriors were investigating this area, according to legend, they found a short glowing beam. And so this short glowing being who claimed to be the last of the Anasazi, which is an actual culture that's actually been kind of documented and they don't know what happened to them. It's um, it's a it's an ancient uh, human group that was mysteriously kind of just disappeared 1500 BC, you know, and and they don't know what really happened, but they do have some kind of documentation of this race of people. So. This, this little creature, you know, they, they bring him back to their tribe and to their shaman and to their chief. And the the little being tells them that he's part of the Anasazi and that he told the Navajo they were fighting back forces of evil. And they were sent to go and save the world from this evil. So they went in through the gates of the underworld and that they disappeared, all of them, to fight off the demons to save the rest of the earth from these demons. But that there were a few of them that were left out behind to seal the gate as well as guard the entrance so that nobody could open it. Now, according to legend, um, that there were four cat totems that were created which is really crazy that it was a cat totem because of the fact you know you go far back as Egypt the Egyptians used to use cats to protect themselves from the underworld so you know it's kind of kind of unusual that another culture from across the ocean would have that same kind of story that there's this uh kind of a power to cats you know what I mean and that they 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 hold some kind of um key to the underworld so the being then told them that they put the totems there to scare away any magpies which if you know navajo that's what yuraka i guess means in navajo is magpie so that's why they call it yuraka mesa um because it was prophesied that they would be the ones to reopen the gate to the underworld that the Anasazi people were trying to keep closed and away from the rest of the world. So before, I guess in the past, it used to be a campsite that they would allow people to go and camp and probably more than likely it was, I'm sure, the Boy Scouts because that Philmont Ranch has been there for a very long time and has also been uh, owned by that situation for a really long time. I'm sure even further back though, before then, 
and I'm sure they had things before it was owned by um, anybody who was kind of, you know, a, a settler from somewhere else other than New Mexico. And um, so, yeah, people, I guess, used to go and they would stay up there and they said that they would always see just sightings of these these little uh, people who were dark and, you know, and just unnatural. And they would see uh, little three foot tall men with these big eyes and and they would see a blue light and just constant had this eerie feeling of something watching them or somebody being around them you know and and it's very unusual because geologically this place is actually very unnatural um scientists have actually done a few studies on it before in the past and um yeah it is literally a place in new mexico that is hit by lightning more than anywhere else in new mexico so this place if you're gonna get struck by lightning you're more than likely gonna get struck by lightning on the top of the Araca mesa so yeah really interesting that not only does it have this story behind it, but it also has a severe geochemical that cannot be explained. Now, geochemical means just, you know, like what natural minerals and stuff like that are in the rocks around there. And so it's it's really unexplained. And that's what makes it even more kind of mystique and stuff like that, because they even have large quantity of lodestone there. I think I'm saying that right. But lodestone, which... um it disorientates compasses. So anybody who ventures close to a part of this uh, plateau area that is shaped kind of like a skull, which uh, adorns the top area and is visible from, you know, like a, a top map from a, a aerial view. Unfortunately, I can't really find too many aerial views of this place either. I can only see it on Google Maps. But um Coincidentally enough that this is just like the place where lightning just strikes and supposedly where that skull is at, that's where the opening is at to the underworld. And so it makes it really dangerous to be on top of there. So, yeah, no, it's it's really crazy. So it's um, it's a large capped mountain. So it's flat. It's plateaued. And then it kind of goes down and it's two miles long by about a half mile wide. And I mean, it has slopes and upper ridges and ponderosas all over the place and has ruins everywhere. And of course, it has magpies all over the place. Now, there's also like a lot of rock that contains iron and magnite. And like I said, the lightning literally strikes there all year round and it makes it Um, a place in the state of New Mexico that has the highest concentration of magnetic elements like that. So, you know, like people who try to take photographs or they have their cameras near that way, they say that, you know, it, it tends to mess them up. I don't know about new cameras anymore, but definitely the older ones, you know, that it would mess them up and compasses, it would mess them up and stuff like that. And that they would see a blue glow pretty often at the rim of this. Now, in 1968, there was a geologist by the name of F. Leo... Mesakai, I believe I'm saying that right, Mesakai, to, um, he went to the area and he examined it and he even said, you know, yeah, there's no explanation for the geochemical anomalies that are in this area, that the human skull, you know, kind of represents like the portal according to Navajo legend and where this is at, there's just a lot of things that are not supposed to be there that are there, you know, so yeah, it's, it's really weird. And then, like I said, they say that there's this kind of uh, demonic looking little thing that's about three foot tall and it's a black humanoid and they'll see it darting from tree to tree. And, and people have also claimed to have encountered people that um, were maybe from another dimension and they came in 
through just like that dimensioned area and they're like historically dressed and stuff like that so they know they're not from this time and they've even seen animals that seem to have been even altered and like almost exposed to really weird energy just kind of wandering near the gate and just weird things are there and unusual enough like I said sorry unusual enough like I said um you can't find an aerial photo really of this like there's a few of them and you could definitely google earth it and see it from that part um but you you just can't really see things too much and then it's kind of creepy too who knows it might get taken down after i mention this but if you go onto the google website you know and you go and you do a drop pin and you drop down there is one photo of it that is a drop down area now like i said you know I, it's a long shot but <laughs> once your mind starts reading these things you start kind of like looking for things and there definitely is a weird rock that is dark and has two big round eyes on it if you kind of look off towards the bush area of that area and like kind of zoom in really quick there's a rock there that kind of looks like what they described so who knows maybe they did catch it on google camera you know google camera does catch a lot of a lot of funny things you know i've definitely seen some really funny things on there of course a lot of it's photoshopped too but like i said very interesting area you know and navajo legend is is old and it's almost always kind of accurate it seems like because there's a lot of things that they knew back then that we still are barely trying to figure out now and there's petroglyphs there and so if you ever do get invited you know it is a a really awesome place to see from what i understand i've definitely have met being an artist here in taos a tattoo artist here in taos i've met a few of the people from that area you know coming into my shop to kind of get work and stuff like that and i've even tattooed a mountain that's nearby called the toothache i believe is or something like that and yeah no it's it's an unusual area and i never knew that this part of that philmon ranch is considered like you know major navajo legend to the gates of the underworld so who knows you know if even if you look at it from an aerial on google maps it's really strange like it has a flat plateau and then that flat plateau goes to like a almost like a tunnel looking type thing and then it goes to another flat kind of plateaued area as well so yeah really strange area it's very very unusual like i said if you do the drop pin and you kind of drop down you know you just kind of scroll around and look to the side and you can see things all around if you zoom in on one of the corner bushes you'll kind of see this rock that almost looks like a dark thing with round eyes so it's kind of funny it's kind of creepy kind of weird you know definitely go check that out it's fun to look up and um yeah no it's like i said very interesting very strange never knew that about that area and not too far from taos either you know it's just kind of on the other side of uh black mountain and that whole entire area that way so it's it's pretty it's pretty close it's it's not as far as you would think it is and hey what do you know we we might actually be the gates to hell in new mexico but no just kidding i'm just kidding we're not like that but anyways you know like i said but according to navajo legend it wasn't even hell back then it was considered the underworld you know but according to legend too on that one that's where the anasazi people disappeared to that they disappeared into the uh the Uraka Mesa and that's where they're at right now and they're protecting all of us people from these demons that are coming out so it's kind of unusual like I said that so many weird kind of ghostly type 
apparitions and stuff like that tend to kind of happen within Enchanted Circle area, which this area is not too far off the beaten trail. I mean, it's definitely towards the backside of Angel Fire in the mountain area, so it's not too close, but definitely not that far away either. You know what I mean? It's on the backside and it's quite a bit, you know, it's a good drive. Like I said, from Angel Fire, you're probably looking, if you could drive to it, at least, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour. But like I said, it's a private area, you know, it's part of the Philmont Ranch and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely creepy, definitely weird, you know, the fact. And like I said, even if you go, go right now and go and on Google and look at it and you will see the the shape of it is even just really strange. You know, it has like a very square point to it. And then that square point kind of wraps into almost a tunnel that then goes into a circle plateau. So very creepy, very, very weird. And like I said, you know, that's that's definitely what I'm going to be doing today. We're going to be doing some more. I have um, a bunch more other ones. I just want to get kind of more into depth in them. You know, I was thinking about doing possibly like the Martinez Hacienda. That's another one. Or even like I had mentioned earlier, Bent Street. Never knew that the first governor in New Mexico was murdered there. You know, that was something that just kind of passed my mind too. Had no clue about that. Maybe even do some other ones though. Do some other really creepy ones. And if any of my local Taosanos or anybody within the vicinity um, has any cool old stories too, you know, definitely send them my way. There's so many different ones, you know, like I remember even as a kid, the the one about the dance hall and, and there was a, a very sharply dressed man who showed up at one of the dances and, and one of the women danced the night away with him. And as, as they were dancing, all of a sudden her body just kind of like, you know, became to, to morph into something else. And then the, the guy disappeared and, and he was the devil and this and that, you know, there's so many of these stories, even uh, La Llorona, the, the woman, the crying woman, you know, that's another one that is based in New Mexico. And it's about a woman who either, her children drowned or she possibly drowned him herself. Nobody really knows the full story behind it, but supposedly that down the Santa Fe River, they see a woman crying for her children. And this is another one that was heavily talked about and heavily mentioned a long time ago, you know, back in the past. And so there's still a lot of really other cool stories and stuff like that. I know I remember seeing a few on the news, even there was um, a, a police station where a girl's car had been taken to and you can see her ghost floating over the car, you know? So we're going to really get into some of that creepy stuff. But like I said, let's start with creepy history first because history sometimes can be the creepiest because it's, you know, it's something that it did happen. I mean, some of it is, of course, legend and some of it's, you know, stretched and stuff like that and, and things are not exactly what they were, but it's definitely something interesting. So we're going to kind of go like through the generations. I'm going to say a paranormal stuff. So we're going to start, you know, this is back in, in the 15, 18 and further back hundreds. And then we'll start coming into some new stuff and see what other stuff there is, you know, and see if there's any other new stories and stuff like that. I think it'll be really fun. So I hope you guys liked my second podcast, you know, and uh, I hope I taught you guys something. I hope I creeped you out maybe a little bit too. And, and, um, because, you know, creepy is my favorite. I, I love that stuff myself. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uh, something interesting, like I said. And if you want to check out those points, that is the Man Bee Springs as well as the museum for it and all that. You can see that over there at the near the Taos Inn and by the TCA. Um, also, like I said, the St. James Hotel, which is in Cimarron, New Mexico, that is another really awesome place to go. There's also, like I had mentioned, that Laguna Saloon that's in Eagle Nest, but 
that one I don't know too much information about. So I'll try to get some more information on that one. And maybe that'll be the next kind of podcast. Also want to do maybe a couple other local places here and in uh, Taos and stuff like that. Because I know there are loads of places that are haunted. Loads of places. So yeah, definitely, you know, thank you guys for tuning in. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as you enjoyed the first one. And yeah, little piece of history. And the other one was the Uraka Mesa. That's another, like I said, really cool one. If you want to see kind of a, a creepy possibility, you know, go and drop in on that drop picture and then zoom in into the green bushes and you'll see there a, a rock that's a dark thing with big round circles on the top. So, you know, you, like I said, you never know. Google might have caught one of the little guys on, on camera. So go check it out. Go check it out. Go see it. Go aerial view it. Like I said, unfortunately, you can't really find too much photograph on it. I wasn't able to find the cat totems, which accordingly are still there, too. So everybody pray that the cat totems stay up for the rest of the time being because supposedly when them guys come down is when everything's supposed to go down so let's all hope and pray that those totems you know stay up pretty good like i said still very unusual that um navajo would have that in their legend as well as such as egyptians you know what i mean like i said the egyptians they used cats for everything you know and so the fact that the navajos would have that, you know, it's just another one of those things that makes you go, eh, you know what I mean? They There had to have been some kind of connection. It's just like the pyramids in Mexico versus the pyramids in Egypt. How the hell did they know? It was way back in the day, you know what I mean? There had to have been some kind of connection for people to understand that that's the higher route to, to the world above them or or to the the gods in the sky or the spirits you know what i mean so yeah definitely creepy definitely cool go check out those places and uh hope you guys have a wonderful evening this is vida y muerte chat and you guys i will talk to you guys later um probably do another podcast i'm gonna say on saturday i'm gonna do maybe three a week i still got family and got my tattoo shop and all that so i need to make sure i don't spend too much time on this as well but i do want to spend a lot of time it's bad so yeah no definitely i will see you guys on the next show have a great one